Hi, welcome to Office Hours with Janelle Vu and Anil Desange. We go over mix-up internal medicine questions with expert IM docs in the field here at UC Davis. So my name is Voltaire Sinagayan. I work here at UC Davis as a hospitalist. Uh, I started out residency here back in 2009 and graduated from the internal medicine residency program. Then I did a chief year and then I joined the hospital medicine faculty group thereafter. Okay, our first question is number 15 from the general medicine section of MixApp 5 for students. A 53-year-old woman is evaluated for syncope. She became dizzy after getting out of bed this morning and then briefly lost consciousness without injury. She had no diaphoresis, palpitations, or chest pain before the event. She had no incontinence, tongue biting, or post-syncopal confusion. She has recently experienced dizziness on rising too quickly from a chair. She has a 15-year history of diabetes for which she takes insulin glargine. She has a three-year history of peripheral neuropathy and microalbuminuria. In addition to insulin, she takes lisinopril. On physical examination, temp is 37.1, BP is 137 over 78, pulse is 82, and respiratory rate is 14. Cardiopulmonary and vascular examinations are normal. She has significantly decreased sensation in her lower extremities bilaterally to her mid-shins. The remainder of her neurologic exam is normal. Finger stick blood glucose is 140. Which of the following diagnostic tests should be done next? A. 24-hour ambulatory electrocardiography. B. Head CT. C. Orthostatic blood pressure measurements. Or D. Ultrasound of the carotid arteries. So, obviously this is a case of syncope, but one of the things that I do to approach questions, and questions in general in MixApp, is see what they're asking for. In this question and question stem, they're asking which of the following diagnostic tests should be done next. And so when I take a look at this question, I ask myself, which of these options gives me the best bang for my buck to get at the reason why she syncopized? So that's number one. And then what helps me next is to kind of characterize a patient or what they call creating a problem representation. And so then I start looking in the question stem, looking for certain things that can help characterize a syncope. So first of all, um, I look at her age. So she's 53. So she's middle-aged. And that can mean a lot of things because, you know, the younger you are, the less cardiogenic or neurogenic causes of syncope can happen. Where you start, as they get older, you start worrying more in terms of the neurogenic and cardiogenic causes. So one of the things that you first uh, realize in this question stem is they start off with a review of systems of saying no diaphoresis, no palpitations, nor any chest pain. If she did have those, those would be big red flags. Then the other thing I think about is, well, they characterized her syncope as rising too quickly from a chair. And so, as you know, syncope is actually a decreased blood flow to the brain that causes momentary lapse in consciousness when she's standing, then she doesn't have enough blood flow to the brain. And so there's a couple things that cause that. One is obviously cardiogenic, given that she doesn't have any history of heart problems, nor in her physical exam, then this kind of makes me think less on cardiogenic. The other thing that I think about is what are other causes of low blood flow? Could it be because she has some type of autonomic dysfunction, be that she has some type of low volume state? 
And actually, this question stem gives a great history of peripheral neuropathy, microalbuminuria. And on her exam, she actually has decreased sensation. So you know that she does have some neuropathy stemming from her uncontrolled diabetes. And so this kind of makes me think that is her diabetes uncontrolled enough to cause some autonomic neuropathy, which could definitely cause syncope. From there, then I look into the answers. So let's break these down. In terms of the 24-hour ambulatory electrocardiography, that's assuming that she has some type of arrhythmia or cardiogenic cause to her syncope. As we've described before, she didn't have any palpitations or chest pain, and then cardiopulmonary exam was normal. This is not the most likely test that will give me the best answer. Going to head CT, um, which is answer B, for this specific patient, will it give you the information in terms of the cause of the syncope? In terms of her physical exam, there is no neurological findings. It wouldn't give me the best bang for my buck. Now going to answer choice C, orthostatic blood pressure measurements. She experienced dizziness primarily from rising from a chair too quickly. She has uncontrolled diabetes and then also peripheral neuropathy. Will measuring orthostatics give me the best bang for my buck? And I would say yes. As you know, orthostatic hypotension is defined as systolic blood pressure with a decrease of at least 20 millimeters of mercury or a decrease of 10 millimeters of mercury from diastolic blood pressure. And so for her, if that's positive, then you have your answer in terms of the cause of the syncope. Looking into the fourth option, which is the ultrasound of the carotid arteries, if you think about it, this is asking could some type of stroke be causing her syncope? Stroke as a cause of syncope is very rare. Will it give me the best bang for my buck? Given that she has a normal neurological exam, I would say no. I would say C, gives me the best bang for my buck, and I would definitely choose that. Okay, great. Thanks so much. So just to sum up this question, we're talking about orthostatic hypotension as a frequent cause of syncope. It can be classified into medication-induced, neurogenic, or non-neurogenic. And here we're talking about neurogenic orthostatic hypotension caused by diabetic autonomic neuropathy. This is diagnosed with orthostatic blood pressure measurements, and orthostatic hypotension is defined by a systolic decrease of 20 or a diastolic blood pressure decrease of 10 millimeters of mercury. Thanks for listening to Office Hours with Janelle and Anil. This was recorded and edited by us, us. and made possible by UC Davis Doctoring 4.